Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about relaxing into the new energetic frequency of your life. More to come on what that mouthful means in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so if you've been following along on the podcast, on my Instagram, and my text message community, or on my retreats, you might have been sensing that the flavor of my teachings are shifting a bit. They're definitely becoming much more embodied. I don't really tiptoe as much around words like uh, energy, even sometimes going into words like the frequency of your life. And uh, I think that's just a natural part of the evolution of any person teaching. We teach kind of our own journey and path. And uh, a lot of what has been coming up for me more and more is just how much stepping into a new kind of life that you're most desiring or that is most aligned with the deepest part of you requires your nervous system to be comfortable with what we could call the frequency or the energetic expression of that life. Now, before you write that off as mumbo jumbo, you know, there are a lot of different words we can put on it, you know, frequency, energetic expression, we could just see that as, you know, the different beliefs that you have, the different sensations and emotions that are associated with being a certain way in the world or having a certain job, or being really fulfilled in a relationship. You know, there's a vibration to that. And that really isn't out there. I mean, you all you have to do is just pay attention to your experience, you know, when you're anxious and what's happening in your body. Oh, yeah, like, there's a lot of sensation there. The molecules are moving faster. There's a vibration to it. And the same when you're feeling joy, like what's happening in your face, there's some movement, vibration, a certain frequency. So when I use those words, I hope you can orient to them in a very practical way. I am, I am not saying anything that requires a certain kind of um, subscription to a faith or belief in something you can't feel or experience. This is all very real, tangible things, just tends to include sometimes words that can be polarizing or triggering. But we can change our relationship to those words, which is what I've done. And so when we're when we're looking at stepping into the life that we want, and you know, maybe we've had a hard journey, maybe we've seen ourselves running the same patterns over and over and over again, and we're just we feel ready to step off of that and step into something that like a deeper part of us is craving, but we tend to sabotage it or there's a fear going into it the sabotage and the fear is almost always and i would i would probably argue like a hundred percent of the time related to the felt experience of being in that life and not having your old survival mechanisms uh, not being able to default to even things like the security of uh being anxious, the security of uh, being sad, 
the security of the belief that I can't do this. This is very complex territory, so I'm not saying that things like depression are only there because you're holding on to it. But I am saying these experiences that we often push against often have some secondary value to us. They can serve in a twisted way as an excuse to not step into an empowered life because we're scared of what it would mean to really have permission to to take a life that is interesting to us, that's compelling to us. You know, who would I have to be to really be in that life? What would I have to feel? What would I have to let go of? What friends would I lose? What would my family have to say about me? You know, all of these things make growth incredibly complicated. And it can sometimes be easier to just feel like, oh, well, I'm just a sad person or this is just my disposition. And do you see how, like, you know, you could very easily get attached to that and use it as, uh, I don't like the word excuse, but I think it, it it's very cutting here, but I think it's appropriate. Um, that on an energetic level, like we can use that as an excuse to not move fully into the life that a part of us is desperately craving. And again, that has to do with like the felt <laughs> energetic sense, the felt frequency of this new life that doesn't involve old beliefs, old trauma patterns. Um, older emotions that we don't like but are familiar and predictable and keep us uh, with a felt sense of being safe. And a a simple uh, reflection exercise you can do to feel the potential truth of this for you is just to associate into a, a life that, you know, you do feel called to, that you feel excited about you know, maybe a a certain size house or a certain fulfillment in a relationship that feels, you know, really healthy or um, a job where you're in a leadership position that part of you is like, yeah, I'm ready for that. You know, imagine all of those things for yourself and imagine like in your body, feel in your body what that would be like. And just notice what happens in relationship to that. If you were to really associate into that for like a prolonged period of time, five, ten minutes, you know, what happens? Does it feel comfortable? Do you feel intrinsically drawn to it? Or is there a mental script in your mind that's saying, yeah, I want that. But the bodily script, the nervous system script is saying, I don't know if I can hold that. I don't know how to be in that space. In fact, it's actually quite scary to me. So we've talked about this before on the podcast and, and my other teaching mediums, which is that we we often learn to be afraid of things that on a deep level we want. The classic example is something like intimacy and love. We come into the world relatively open to that experience. And if we're opening our heart, sharing our heart, and, and hoping for it to be received return but it's not by our caregivers parents those who are supposed to receive it you could argue from an evolutionary perspective well then all what we have to do is um, defend ourselves against the pain of that as a child and right and the best the best strategies we have is not to have like a deep conversation 
with our caregiver about, hey, you know, let's talk about why you did that to me. Like it made me feel this way. And then have an internal dialogue with ourselves about, you know what, this is this is their own stuff, their own baggage. I'm a worthy person. You don't have that at one years old, two years old, three years old. And so instead, you're just learning on a bodily level, just like, whoo, I opened my heart and it was extremely painful for it not to be held and met and reciprocated. And so that feeling is associated now with pain or at the very least fear. And we shut down. You know, I'm not going to open up to that again. Why would I? It's extremely painful. I want it on a deep level, but the pain of not getting it feels even stronger. So do you see how this like carries over into our life? And then it's like now we're saying, oh, I just crave intimacy. I crave love. I crave a fulfilling relationship where things feel stable and I'm not just caught in the constant drama. But then we do this reflection and we really feel into that and we start to hold what that's like. You know, what does stability feel like in our body? What does reciprocation of love feel like in our body? And there's something in us that maybe goes, oh, yeah, I like that. And then very quickly remembers, oh, this is dangerous. This isn't safe. This could cause us to get hurt. Again, might not come up as a thought in that way, but it's the, the memory of the body. So if we're not working at this level when it comes to our personal growth, our healing, our spiritual growth, we're going to get stuck in loops for potentially years, decades, or our entire life. And a simple way to start working with this is just to have a very honest seeing of it all. Just like, whoa, yeah, I've been telling myself I want that life for a while, yet when I get glimpses of it or when I try to associate into it, even in imagination, I'm scared of it. Cool. Start there because that is the door. That is the closed door. But if you can see that, you can see a door and you can see a handle. And now you can start playing with, oh, yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm moving closer to that. And let's just say you do this in a reflection where you um, you let yourself start to open to that. And you also simultaneously feel the fear. Well, the fear is going to show up as some sort of contraction. There's going to be the experience of intimacy and love that, like, you might be associating into and that will have a certain frequency and expression and flavor and texture in the body but the thing that comes around it that sabotages is is the fear and or the pain that we associate with that and that will show up as some sort of contraction in the body contraction can happen on three different levels at least as i've been able to identify them psychological contraction which is just like thoughts oh i'm scared of this Emotional contraction, which is like anger, fear. Um, sensational, bodily uh, contraction, which is quite literally like gripping, the hands gripping, the shoulders gripping, the belly gripping. And so what this becomes then is just a dance of noticing the contraction and practicing relaxing into the experience that we're, we're associating into. Ah, love, intimacy. What's that like in my body? Ooh, there's contraction a little bit. Relax back into it. And you're, you're keeping your being, the entirety of your being, on the expression, the aliveness of that new experience that is perhaps very unfamiliar. It's been a while since you've got to touch it, to really hold it. 
And it's just this dance. It's just back and forth. It's like, oh, contraction again. Scared. Okay, relax into it. Deep breath. And breathe it throughout the body. Oh, contraction again. Scared. Breathe. Relax into it. You can incorporate this into a meditation practice. You can substitute a meditation practice for this. You can do this many times throughout the day when something good happens and you feel like you actually get to glimpse this goodness. Maybe you go on a date, let's say, and it's just like, wow, wow. I I felt like this person really saw me or my partner. Maybe you've been with someone for, for 20, 30 years, but have actually not let your heart receive them. And then maybe they've shut down because of that. So maybe you get a glimpse of like, oh, wow, I actually feel connected. And notice what the mind or the body want to do in response to that. Ooh, danger. Again, you're most likely not going to be thinking about this consciously. These are unconscious patterns, which is why we often stay stuck in them. So uh, even in those moments, though, it's just like, oh, you catch it. Take a breath. Notice the contraction and relax back into it. You do this more and more and more. And you're retraining the system, the nervous system. Your entire being, mind, emotions, body, all to hold a new experience. And before you know it, there's no longer this contraction. There's actually this intrinsic draw to it because it is intrinsically rewarding and good. That's the whole irony of the whole thing. It's like we want this so deeply. The foot is so pressed on the gas, but another foot's pressing on the brake. So the relaxing, the contraction is just lifting that foot off the off the brake. Um, so you can feel that draw and allow that to pull you into your life. And, you know, I don't know how the words manifestation or attraction uh, resonate with you, but this is how you manifest a life. This is how you really magnetize things into your life. And if if that is a little hard to grasp, we could at least say this is how when these things come into your life, there's actually space for them to be held and welcomed and embraced rather than subconsciously pushed away. So hope this gives you uh, something to think about on on your journey. Thanks for your practice. I'll talk to you soon. And and if any of this is resonating, please, um, please let me know. Reach out. Uh, on Instagram. Um, curious how it's all landing for you. Lots of love. Take care. Unlike my other retreats, which really make space for, you know, the full catastrophe of life, all of it, uh, this one is really going to specifically focus on upliftment, on creating ease, relaxation, joy, confidence positive emotion so that you you do come out of it feeling inspired and hopeful and excited and in essence feeling good so if you would like some support on that um, I'd love to have you there it's just one day unlike my other retreats which are usually two and a half days you can attend live if you want the Saturday July 16th but it's also recorded for all registrants. So if you can't attend live, you can get the recording and watch at your own time. All the details, including the schedule, can be found at coreymiscara.com forward slash retreat. And it'll be a combination of practices and teachings, and there'll be some Q&A as well. 
I'll do some cool guided hypnosis to really create some deeper relaxation states. And uh, again, just lots of different practices and teachings around cultivating these more positive qualities within us. So I would love to have you there. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, take care.